Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. Okay, guys. It's been so long since we've done Trials and Triumphs. I have not done one. I'm so... Maternity leave, so I'm excited to Mm. chat. I miss talking about myself and I miss hearing about y'all. It's just so good. <laughs> and I know everyone missed hearing, you know, of our real lives. You know, there is a definite split in the how to decorate fandom mm. between people who hate and people who love the trials and triumphs. All right. So if you're among the group that hates, <laughs> The I'm sorry. Just use that fast forward <laughs> button. Go straight to the guest. We won't. We will not yeah. judge. But there are there is a very vocal group that loves trials and triumphs and does not ever want it to go away. And in fact, when we don't do one in a while, they email us and say, "Hey, fill us in on your life." So <laughs> that's what we're going to do today. <laughs> All right, Caroline. Why don't you just like tee us up? What have you been up to? <laughs> What are some highlights well, and lowlights? <laughs> are you putting that in highlights or in the lowlights? I'm kidding. It's a highlight. I'm totally But it's kidding. really easy. It's easy for me to say that now because I'm in a really good, mm. I'm in that really good age. We had a little girl in October and her name is Birdie and she's now four months old and she started school and she's laughing and she's sleeping through the night which is great mostly amazing and but yet she's also stationary which is amazing a, which is a You've really the sweet like a spot good, that's a good baby. stage that's a good yeah Ugh. that's like the sweet spot for babies so so yeah we're just doing baby stuff We had a sweet spot, so we haven't really been doing much around the house, but now that Will is working from home more, and I'm obviously working from home, so sometimes we need two home offices at the same time, we're getting back to our basement home office. So we've kind of just, it's been like a, y'all can sort of see back here, but it's been sort of just like a storage catch-all room, but I want to make it a proper office. So guys, I just ordered... Our Hutton collection. Ooh, ooh, pretty. Just a little, it's, we really don't have um, room. We could do like, we're just going to do one desk. So I have just like the two cabinets with the desktop. But I'm excited about that. Ordered like a proper office chair. Look at you. Taryn, okay, I have a question for you. Well, actually, both both of y'all, I feel like y'all might, we have a lot of paper storage. Like, watercolor notebooks, big pieces of paper that are like art projects. Do y'all have a good solution for that? Like, what do you store yours in? Because it doesn't fit in a regular door. Yeah, I I keep mine in a cabinet and I found a a stacking, um, an open stacking file inbox for just from Goodwill. And Mm -hmm. I keep that inside a cabinet and have everything in that mm. that's letter sized um, for bigger stuff. We have 
we have file drawers for that, like Mm -hmm. flat files. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I'm even more organized. I have a large stack of, um, (laughs) you know, of just all the different papers, starting with the biggest pad to the smallest pad, shoved under a guest bed um, on top of some (laughs) Tupperwares of shoes. And then I have the other stack of that under an armoire where there's a little bit of a cutout leg. It's perfect, organized. I'm just the goddess of organization. (laughs) But can I note that we do actually, we have developed a flat file for our OHO collection, Ballard did. So I made sure to specifically make sure if it's my watercolor paper, my arches, because that's my favorite paper to use. And I know it's, I'm sorry. that Taryn, I'm sorry. But she didn't, she didn't late. choose OHO. She didn't choose original home I office. I did not she know. And you didn't tell, I didn't know about this. Um, it's being developed right now. So I hope okay. that um, that will help you in the future. Um, but so yeah. It should be a pretty flat file. Try. That's what I wanted for myself too. I was like, I want just like a, cause they, they're industrial, right Liz? Like everything you kind yeah. of find are very like, you're an architect, here you go. And you're like, right. well, what if I'm not an architect and I just have right. a home that I want big paper. So um, that's what it's for. Sorry, bad solution. You can do the stacked paper under the bed, the guest bed. It's fully worth It totally works. <laughs> Truth be told, Taryn, I have that. I have that as well. That's what we currently have. So I'm trying to solve that. But I did get some Ikea Alex like cabinets. If you like Google like I will. architect's office or like craft paper storage, it's like the only somewhat decent looking one that's not industrial. So I got a couple of those. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. You've seen them before. Mm-hmm. It's not, frankly, it's not big enough. I would really yeah, like something not, more like 30, 36. It's mm-hmm. only 26, but that's kind of all you get. It will at least so. help with some of those bigger pads of paper for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you're organizing that so, into your, and you bought a desk. So what else do you yeah. need down there? Just a lot of like, Huge. just organizing all mm-hmm. of the, and we just have so much, you know, mm-hmm. and also I've been trying to think through like, okay, how are we going to start storing like kids stuff? Like mm-hmm. the photos that come from school and the trash papers can. that you want to say trash can. And the... <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. No, I'm I kidding. you know, I'm pretty ruthless about, about throwing I know things you away, are. but there are the random yeah. things that yeah. you want to keep and like how are you gonna store it in a way that is mm-hmm. manageable. So I haven't come up to, with a solution, but I'm working through it because it all has to go in the same room <laughs> with the desk. I like your frozen face. and the Peloton mm-hmm. and all the things. So it's like our magical room that has to fit everything, like a Mary Poppins bag. Liz, you you were you had used that great line like your Zoom background is your new power suit, and I have been thinking a lot about my Zoom background, and I need to step it up a notch because down here in the basement it's not ideal. So that's what I've been. You just need Angie needs some lighting. Are you working on lighting down there? Well, yes. Actually, we have better lighting. I just you don't have one right now because Will was working down here, and mm-hmm. you know he doesn't. He's like, oh, oh he doesn't care. Yeah, my lighting yeah. needs to be good. David's the same way. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't get the lighting plan. <laughs> right, he just knows when it feels good. Well, okay, I'm sorry. So back to the to the art storage, Taryn, because I know that in your house, your new house, you have a whole art room. Mm. So. What do you have like any kind of storage system you're creating in that room or is, are you going to deal with that at a later date? Uh, that's a later date, Taryn problem. Uh, I have taken the house projects as um, 
just chunk by chunk, which I know is not the way to do it according to designers. So they're probably all rolling over. Um, but I, because I'm doing all of it, I just chunk by chunk. I do hope to get, I'm thinking right now that I'll get two of those OHOs and put them side by side is my hope. Cause if I can do just two big flat files side by side, that will be a ton of flat storage. And then David had made me a cubby little thing years ago. It has a bunch of teeny drawers um, and that I've used for years for just paint supplies and brush supplies. And, um, and it's been perfect. So I hope to put that in there. So I'm probably going to have a bunch of like little system lining the walls, but like it's a whole room for that, you know, like it's an office slash that. So it's, um, but I haven't honestly spent two. Oh, and it has four cubby door. Or sorry, it has four like attic doors, like the little. You know what I'm talking about? That yeah, go yeah. into the eaves. There are four of them, so I'm going to drywall all each of those in two. So I'll have four little places to literally put anything boxes or anything. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't figured out what's best yet, but yeah. Wow. TBD. Guys. I'm excited will, to learn more. Yeah. I'll tell y'all like in a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's all that that's all that I'm doing because I'm not doing much to the house these days. All right, Liz. Yeah. Oh, me? tell us. Okay. Yeah, take well, it away. Trial or triumph first. Okay. Well, let's just let's just start with a trial because. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's a little story. <laughs> all about <laughs> where I left. Okay. Continue. Okay. So the other day, I was making lunch in my kitchen, and I hear a beeping noise. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, okay, what, what's that? So I'm running around the house trying to find this beeping noise. I'm running into my kid's room, trying to find it. Eventually, like I'm running all over the house. Like I went into the basement, could not find this beeping. Finally, I find it and it's a carbon monoxide detector. Hey. Yeah. In, no. in my kid's room. Like oh, that was cool. like under a bunch of things, right? And so mm-hmm. like I'm running all around. I find it. By this time, I'm feeling a little lightheaded. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? It's like beeping four times. I'm like, what does that mean? Because it's just like one of those that beeps. Yeah. And so I called my husband. I'm like, find the instructions online. Like, what what's going on? He's like, okay, is it five beeps or four beeps? I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, I don't have time for this. I take the cats. I throw them on the front porch. I lock that up. I run to Lowe's around the corner. I get a new carbon monoxide uh-huh. detector that has like an LED like monitor like listing <laughs> that says basically GTF out of the house right now. It's like the pregnancy um, test that's like two lines versus yeah, the one that says you are you pregnant. So much time being like, no, I don't know. Is that four beeps and a pause or is that five beeps and a short pause? So Yikes. I, so yeah, so everybody out there go get some good Carbon monoxide detectors. I thought it was in the middle of the have, night. Oh my gosh, right? Well, and so I'm testing it and it comes out fine. I, I, levels are totally fine, but I'm still feeling, feeling lightheaded. I'm like, what the heck? Turns out my new sports bra was too tight. <laughs> yeah. so all that running around. I was like, was it running around? It was not good for lunch? me. Mm. It was not good mm. for me. Yeah. So you so, exercised. Oh my god, that's so funny. And found out yeah. It was not good for you. So that is my mess of a life. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. The darn sports bra. Um, well, so the triumph is not the sports bra. So what is your your triumph this week? Well, okay. So I'm super excited about this. We had our first impromptu party at our house. We 
what we've are lived those? in our I house. I haven't heard of those. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. We moved in two years ago this weekend, right before Aww. everybody sheltered in place. And, you know, it was always my dream that we would have this house that was kind of centrally located to all of our friends. And mm-hmm. it would just be an open door policy until the pandemic. <laughs> and um, oh. yeah, but but so we opened up. It was nice enough here in Atlanta the other week um, that we... So we opened up our, our back porch, our backyard. And my husband said, Hey, I've got a couple of people that are just going to come by. And it Mm -hmm. turned into a dozen and it it was awesome. It made me so happy to entertain. Uh, Okay. What was like, was it the food? Was it the music or just like having people literally? Just having people. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting, talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we used to do, we lived in Los Angeles for many years and had a very small 600 square foot house, but a huge yard. (laughs) Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so we would, we would be the ones to host baby showers and Christmas and Thanksgiving for all of our friends who didn't have family around. And I really miss that. And I'm really looking forward to doing that more here. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like entertaining just like fills you up with that warm feeling inside, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It feels it's like extra special now. It was always special, but now it feels like what did like this is what we've been missing. Mm. I'm so so glad it made me happy. Yeah. And I'm sorry that it took two years to realize that dream that stays. I'm just glad we've got the outdoor space to do it now. That's awesome. That's so great. Yeah, we've been having like sort of weirdly warm. It's fall spring here in Atlanta. Yeah, that's been so nice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's going to freeze next week. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then come April when it's 100 out, we'll be like, hmm, hmm, I love being here. No, but right (laughs) now is wonderful. Like this 70s weather, I love, love. So. Taryn, how's the house going? I don't know where y'all want me to. I don't even know where my last update was. I am still building a house. I do not have an end date, guys. I know it has been asked because things seem to be moving along, but I'm too scared to ask at this point. Um, We're just saying summer. We're just going to say summer, and that will kind of group a whole bunch of months together. I'm hoping early summer, but... It's not really up to us, uh, as everyone knows, between supply chain and then just even um, workers. It's been uh, there's been more pauses than usual, I think. And I don't know about where everyone else is, but it seems like everyone is building in Atlanta. Like, yeah, Yeah. there's just there's just so much commercial, residential, everything. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm just I'm in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I'll go over hardware. How about that? So guys, we spent, I don't know, two, three weeks just stressing over hardware. And by us, I mean me, my husband was like, I could just pick one and be done. And I'm like, absolutely not. Cabinetry hardware, door hardware. Um, And then like, are we doing the exterior doors a certain color? Because all of the exterior lighting was picked before, was picked one of the first first thing kind of. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, so I know I'm going to do white siding. Okay. So we're doing, there's not that many finishes for outdoor, as y'all know, just for outdoor lighting because of being wet and powder coatings the best. And so black is usually what you see for a lot of outdoor lighting, because Mm -hmm. that's what you need for it to 
endure the weather. So we did blackout there. So then you're like, well, do I do black hardware too then for the outside? And then there's companies that will do your exterior doors where they'll do the outside a finish and then the inside a finish so that I could have a brassy finish on the inside and have a black finish to match the lighting on the outside. But then David had bought me for Christmas a line head door knocker, just as a gift for the front door of the house. Love it. Yes. And so then I'm trying to pick the door handle, guys. This is, and y'all would all do the same, where you're like, all right, so now I have this black lantern dropping down on my little porch because there's a little cover over the port, front little stairs. So I have a black lantern coming down, but now I have this gold lion's head. And so I go back to the company online. I'm like, all right, are you antique brass or are you unlacquered brass? Because David, of course, doesn't know what he ordered. And I'm like, can you please look? Because this is making me decide if I should do an unlacquered brass on the front door. Am I going to do antique to match yours? And then of course, it's not made by the same company. So like how it will really look. So I still don't know how it's really going to look, guys, is the actual answer. But we did uh, front door. I did antique brass. And the inside, all the interior downstairs doors, I did an antique brass. So I hope it comes in and looks pretty. I really wanted to do unlacquered brass, but it just, it was a price thing. It was just double for that. Mm. And I'm doing some of the cabinet hardware unlacquered brass. So I will get to have that really warm hardware that patinas. But for the actual doors, I did settle on antique brass just again, because I got to pick and choose like... (laughs) (laughs) at this point. But the main point of me telling the story was we ended up, we wanted to do a keypad door on the side doors so that like, again, we could let in certain people during the day and different people can have different codes and you can like, anyway. So that has come a long way technology wise. So that's great. But those definitely don't come in like a beautiful unlocked, you know what I mean? I'm sure they, sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do for a certain price, but we just did a slog, schlag, whatever the like, that brand that does hardware polished brass for the side, which, but again, you'll never, they'll never see each other. So hopefully no one but come over and be like, Ooh, gross. And then on the back side though, we have a bunch of different lanterns and we have three French doors in our living room. So on those, we have done black powder, black on the outside to match the lanterns. I'll be right next to it. And then we did the inside antique brass. So we had to custom order those because the inside's one color, the outside's one finish, but I didn't want the big black plates because they have big, uh, they have big plates on the back and then the knob itself. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of look. So I was like, I don't want it to be a big black if I have no other black. And, you know, we've talked to a hundred designers about, you know, mixing finishes and you just have to make sure that it's somewhere else across the room or, you know, like to blend it in. And anyway. I don't know, guys. There's a lot of decisions I had no clue I had to make. And then does the door open to the left or the right? We're like, if we're going to do levers or actual round doorknobs. And uh, the dog used to open lever doorknobs. (laughs) (laughs) And then my sister said it in a positive light. She was like, oh, I love having them because the kids can open them easily. And then I had another friend who said it in a negative light of, oh, kids can open those easier. And I was like, right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> maybe I want around knobs. Because some yeah. of those levers are really pretty. Like they have little like bead detail and stuff. But we ended up doing just a plain old round knob. And then upstairs, we ended up with a shiny, a shiny brass set of 20 for like <laughs> 200 bucks off Amazon for the doorknobs because... That's just, I wanted all my money downstairs. So instead of like doing the same knobs, that's where we've had, you know, and and I'm just being real with everyone because it's the truth. It looks so pretty because there's certain things that are gorgeous, but you just, I, 
I have to you pick have to and draw choose. The line somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. upstairs yeah. where none of y'all are going to be, guess what? <laughs> You're not going to touch those knobs pretty much. So, and it's something again, later you can, I can do them. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I've decided to line, like, oh, this is never, I can't change out a doorknob. So um, that's a, a great place at later too. If I picked a $10 knob, guess what? <laughs> Mama can save and buy herself a pretty knob. So that was a big one recently that I made a lot of decisions. And I know that didn't sound like that much, but that took forever to tell you all about. So um, no, I'm excited too about your floors. I feel like you've oh, been posting them on Instagram. They did put the hardwoods in, uh, super exciting. And then I, again, just truth of the matter again, is looking at budget. And I was like, David, can you just please ask them to quote the front hallway and hair, like to do a herringbone pattern? Like, I just want some kind of moment because the entry is your kind of presentation of your home. Um, and so I was like, I just want to make that like a little special. And so uh, David asked and it really, it was, it was honestly a lot cheaper than I thought for them, especially the labor. When you see the guy sitting there, like literally chopping all the 14 inch pieces <laughs> and you're like, I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry. But you know, he's probably sitting there being like, thank God this girl only wanted me to do the front hallway. <laughs> right. <laughs> true, true, true. But again, like, it could have been the whole bottom, you know, downstairs. Mm-hmm. And then the so. best part about being the owner again is you're like, I want a hairy bone. And you kind of look at pictures and then they call you cause they're working on it. And they're like, uh, do you want 14 inch, 12 inch, 18 inch pieces? Like which, pa- like which size? And I was like, uh, so I like drive over. Thank goodness I live nearby. Cause that's how I'm doing it is I'm like, just hold, I'll be there in 15. And I was like, mm. and he had like kind of demoed out a few pieces to show me what I thought was a better size. I was like, I think cause the width of the hallway for, so we went with 14 and then I wanted a double edge border around it. So then we talked through that, but it looks beautiful. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited we added that. So that was a kind of fun detail. And then the tile is being currently being put in. So, so far, I haven't hated anything. Thank God. Because <laughs> it's already purchased. <laughs> the powder room we did in the pretty tile. It's just a mosaic. And so that, that was super fun. And then the guest bathroom we did in a marble mosaic. That was um, got some black in it to go with the black vanity or the black stone top vanity. So that was put in. And they were working on the master um, yesterday. So lots of fun, but it's been funny to just see what has made decisions for us versus like making all these wild decisions, guys. Like again, the tile guy was like, where do you want the niches and what size? And I was like, I don't in the showers. I, I don't, what do you mean? What size are they usually? And then he's telling me how I have to go between, you know, it's easier to go between your framing. So then you're stuck between studs. So then your, your width is kind of so you're supposed to have framed out all this stuff before, but my architect didn't do any plan drawings of that. So if you're working on a house, even think through the niches and the benches because you will be asked. <laughs> and then because the plumber the, has already come and put up the plumbing. Now, again, I could say, yes, I want a huge niche that's super wide and goes right in the middle. So move all my pipes around it and come in and have a framer. Mm-hmm. But of course, I'm like, how much is that worth it? You right? Had I planned yeah. it, it would be one way, you know, it would have been. Did done. you do, um, did you ever watch Amy Vermillion's bathroom? Mm-mm. She always does a foot niche. Did oh, you? she does. A lot of people like for shaving, mentioned yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I did do, a, I did do the foot niche in our guest bathroom because, uh, it's a, it's a three-sided uh, tile with a one big piece of glass side, and it was too teeny for a yeah, bench. Yeah, if you have a bench, I yeah. like a bench because you can just you can 
you can sit, you can whatever. But I, yeah. So that one I did do a toe niche anyway. So hopefully, uh, yeah. No, so totally. I'm literally if you like have a bench. You don't need that. Yeah. That so bike. I take, I measured and taped up where I wanted certain boxes in hopes that there's not studs there because I can't see past all the stuff that's on the wall to be like, uh. So TBD, guys. But it is fun. Just lots and lots of decisions I never even thought through. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, that's enough of me. I have tons more. I have tons more, so we'll just keep talking about it. But yeah, we have we we'll, we'll do some more. I know. Um, I, I know. think it's probably time, though. Oh my god! Please. So, <laughs> stay tuned next week for more saga from from saga. the saga. The saga. <laughs> Well, we are back again today with an exciting topical episode that I think we're all eager to chat about. And we are going to be talking about furniture shopping and all of our best tips. We've circled the wagons. We've asked, um, we talked a little bit to our (laughs) senior vice president of merchandising and product design, Sky, who's been on the show. We have asked some questions on Instagram. I know I posted it on my Instagram, just like a little question box and got some great suggestions. So we're going to just talk it out. What should you keep in mind? What do you need to know before you start shopping? Say you bought a new house and you've got lots on your list to buy and you don't want to make a mistake. What's our suggestion? What are our suggestions mm-hmm. for not regretting your purchases? All right. Well, ladies, I feel like y'all <laughs> love everything around you. Good, good point. <laughs> ladies, I feel like the vast majority of questions were about sofas in particular. So I feel like that's the best the place to sofa. start. Yeah, because yeah. she's your like main stage in a living room, you know? I feel like yeah. she's your big purchase you think about. Yes. You kind of have to have, because you could go without like a carpet, but you're not going without a sofa. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. And, and it's a big investment. For sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So we, Liz and I were sort of interrogating. I don't know if we, that's the we right word. Picking the we were, inter- of, of we're picking the brains of yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> Did y'all leave her any? Did she have any left when you were done? <laughs> she shared it all. She gave us lots, lots of things to talk about. And and I do feel like it's something we've sort of talked about on the show, but not necessarily in this context. And it all really comes down to when you're furniture shopping, especially for a sofa, of knowing yourself. Mm-hmm. That was something that we really talked a lot about because there are so many aesthetic choices that you can make, but they're actually going to really impact the functionality. And you need to be really honest with yourself about how you live what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But so let's so let's maybe start with some of the things that we have as options to choose from. So, okay, first of all, knowing your space and measuring your space and knowing the size sofa you want. Mm-hmm. Super then, important. <laughs> right? It seems very basic, right? Might need but, to fit. Maybe. But then yeah. also, like, how many cushions do you like? How many pillows do you like? Mm-hmm. And really yeah. kind of examining how you like to sit in your yes. sofa and how you how you want people to sit in your sofa. Do you want a bunch of pillows in the back, kind of like our Tate sofa that has a bunch of cushions, loose cushions all around the back? Well, mm-hmm. do you like that? Or is do you, when you sit down, are you moving those cushions out of the way 
Yeah. To make room. Do you get annoyed when your cushions are not fluffed and Mm -hmm. do you want to be fluffing your cushions or do you not care? Some people want want it to look nice all the time and so it drives them nuts when the cushions are all askew. Oh my God. You need a tight back cushion. Yeah. A a tight back sofa. sofa. Yeah. Something that doesn't have those cushions. Yeah. I think that that was something we talked a lot about. It's kind of like what's comfortable for me is different from what's comfortable for you, Liz, what's comfortable for Taryn. Like we all have. What do you have, Caroline? What's like your main sofa? So, okay. Well, this was another question we got. So I, it was about what do you regret and why? Now, about <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> oh God, this is what comes up. Okay. So well, no, no. Ago. I think this is sort yeah. of when I learned this lesson. 10 years ago, I bought a sofa at an outlet. It was a, it's a big, not, not Ballard. This is before I worked at Ballard and it is a big chain known for very large furniture. And at the time it, it was a big splurge for me. It was by far the most expensive piece of furniture I'd ever bought. And I definitely made some mistakes. It was, it's way too deep for me. Like I'm pretty petite and I just, it was too, it sat too far back for me to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a linen fabric, the linen, you know, linen stretches. So it kind of gets that great, like Depending on your point of view, it kind of stretched a little bit. It has that Mm -hmm. lived in look, you know, and you have to, you have to really like that. It drove me nuts. I also had it in a big window and it got a lot of sunlight and immediately started to fade. Mm. It always, it just always looked messy and I always hated it. And so I went into my most recent sofa purchase knowing, okay, I need to backtrack a little bit here and not (laughs) buy the same thing I already bought, you know? Mm -hmm. So I got something like a little shallower, I love a bench seat for a couple reasons. One, I feel like it looks tidier. I also love, like, I just think it's so much more comfortable to lay if you're laying, like you might when you're watching a movie because there's no... There's no cushion. Cushion seams for your butt to fall through. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's almost like a twin bed, which I love. Um, (laughs) That's a great point. No, it's a fantastic point. I do like a bench seat. It's, yeah, Mm -hmm. just that one long seat that goes all the way across. It's really nice. Yeah. And then... This is another thing we'll probably have to dive into more, but it has a little bit more foam and less down. And so it doesn't require quite as much constant fluffing. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking to Sky, Liz and I, that was one thing she suggested. Go into a, a furniture store. It doesn't have to be where you end up buying, but just go mm-hmm. in somewhere and that has a bunch of options and just sit on every single thing you can find. And, and, and figure you'll out figure what it you out. like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figure What's out. What's comfortable to you. And take the other person that lives in your house that has a strong opinion. Yes. <laughs> if, it's your, if it's your partner of any sort and he's going or she is going to poo-poo on your eye. I mean, like, you two need to discuss. Like, oh, I hate. Like, you know, you always find out what the other one hates after right. you've purchased after something. The and then you're, yeah. So and definitely. Who, who, if you're if you're both like something and they hate that. Yeah. Like, who 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 are you going to go with? But I think that when you go into the store, you'll start to realize the like, you know, oh, okay, I like a down wrapped foam, foam seat. And that is when you ask the salesperson to help you understand what it is you're sitting on. Like, do you want it to be 45 inches deep where you're like where, you know, if you're like six, five, yeah, you probably do. If you're five feet, no, you probably don't because your mm-hmm. feet won't touch the floor understanding what you need is a very personal choice and that is going to determine the comfort and what you think is comfortable because 
just because someone else says on a review that it's not comfortable, well, maybe it's not comfortable for them. Yeah, right. And it could be yeah. totally different for you. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. going going into a furniture store, and it's really any furniture store, just to kind of get get that idea of mm-hmm. what you like and what you don't like. Figure out, like, do you sit down and start moving the cushions around? Well, then maybe that's not the right one for you. Or maybe you do like just, you know, personally, I do start moving the pillows around and then I start cuddling on the pillows and that's how I get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, or if so, you hate pillows. You're like a or if you cat. hate pillows, you know? Yeah. Or you love a big arm because you like to set yeah. things on it. Or you like to rest mm-hmm. your head actually on the arm versus on a pillow. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like all of that really, again, is so, so many. Another one things. is pets, y'all, because mm-hmm. does your, is your, is your sofa going to go in a window? Is your dog going to want to sit on the back of the sofa <laughs> and look out the window? <laughs> well, you're you might so, yeah. want to tie it back. My big dog otherwise... is not getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was my do- other dog. My that was my dog's favorite spot on our other couch, was sitting on the back of the sofa. But so then all of the cushions are always like on the floor, rumpled. Over. Hey, hey. So that's when yeah. you want to tight back. That's a great point. And I know this probably maybe this confuses people more than it's helpful. But just get to know yourself. Be honest and get to know get to know what the variables are because mm-hmm. yeah, you know because once you start to to figure out what those variables are like and what the depth the seat depths are that you like then mm-hmm. you can take that information and start going online and finding other styles that you like that kind yeah. of match within that that then match into your price point too yeah um, yep and then every furniture store is really going to have a lot of information online in their specs or they should and if they don't that's not really where you want to buy your yeah, sofa. Yeah, it's not a good sign. It's not yeah. a good sign. It's not, it's, you're not going to get great quality. You might get yeah. a decent price point, but you really don't know what it is that you're, that you're buying. Yeah. Yeah. Look for somewhere that is really transparent like us, just saying <laughs> just about, saying. you know, like what it is, what quality products. And there were a couple things that you want to look out for skies number one was kiln dried wood as the frame Mm -hmm. if it Mm -hmm. doesn't say kiln drying it's kiln dried that is so hard to say weirdly (laughs) kiln dried Mm -hmm. yes it's more likely to crack and break gold standard used to always be the eight-way hand tied but there's Mm -hmm. so much tech you know and it's just the way the springs are for those who again don't speak upholstery it's just the springs in the bottom of the sofa so that you have some bounce to it and the eight-way hand tied is just, yeah. You know, I want to say that we talked about this with Kelly. We did. In our Pick the Perfect Chair episode, if you want to go there back go. and listen to that, that's another good one. Mm-hmm. And she talks all about, like, the pitch, the suspension, the springs, all that stuff. Mm, so, all the nitty-gritty. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. yeah, Kelly's our upholstery merchant, and she's 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 the expert. She knows it all, yes. And, mm-hmm. and what's the name of that episode again? It's how to pick the perfect chair. Perfect. Uh, it's I probably about that. 2020. Okay. Fall of 2020, I would say. <laughs> uh, okay. So no, I, I just thought. Right. Yeah. I think that's perfect. about right. Perfect. Look in that time period. <laughs> Let me see all if right. I can so find So I don't know time. anything about springs and innards and all of that kind of stuff. So, so I, you I, need to listen. Yeah. So my, my ears were, <laughs> well, my ears were perked up, you know, when we, when we got the opportunity to talk about this. And I thought it was really interesting that Sky was telling us that it's, not as important right now because there's tech there's been so many 
technological advances in how the innards of the springs of of the sofas are made. So I thought that was really, Mm -hmm. really cool. So for a layman like me who is going to probably focus more on my seat depth and the number of cushions, if I don't have to worry about the inner structure, I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, Episode 159. In case y'all need to go back. Yes, I agree. To your point, Liz, it's like, for me, it, it needed to be as simple as like, do I trust this brand? Can somebody help me? A sales associate. Tell me what's best yeah. fabric. Tell me which sofa people are liking the most and why. And that's the kind of stuff I ask just because I'm always like, well, what's everyone else buying? <laughs> like, because yeah. is there and why? Like, why are they buying this? Um, and yeah. then back to my personal, what were my personal needs? How do I want to live on this sofa? We bought sofas a year ago. David and I did. Yeah. Two years ago now. It took a year to come in and we went and laid on a bunch and sat on a bunch and discussed all the details in far too much, took far too long. But the bench seat was one thing that we, we were kind of like, do you like this? You know, here's the pro and con list to it. The other part though, is there was this pullout sofa, it like pulled out and it popped up. So it became literally a queen size bed, I think is Mm -hmm. what it was. It once Mm -hmm. it pops up. But David was like, oh, if we buy these, I'm keeping it out. And I probably told you all this, but like, he's like, no, we're keeping it out all the time. So we can just like have movie night all the time. And I was like, so first off, we don't watch movies every night. So where in what world are you? And two, I'm not keeping the pop out all the time. So I want a queen size bed in the middle of our living room all the time. Yes. Essentially. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like... Yeah, so let's take the whole living room space and just be be sofas, literally, is yeah. what it would be. So I literally was like, I'm going to have to nix this now because he is. I bet he is, like, going to keep it out all the time. So I had to take back – I thought it was a great idea for, like, an off – like, one-off occasion, like, mm-hmm. Christmas time yeah. or – I don't know. No. I had to be like, nope, not yeah. happening. Locking this decision down. We are not going with the pop-up section. Anyway, that was one of my examples. <laughs> well, but that that's also something to consider, too, because – that sofa, I know which one you're talking about. It's this cut called the Somerset. Mm-hmm. It also has a much firmer seat than it's a much firmer seat, much yeah. firmer seat than I think it's a tight seat. It doesn't have a cushion. Like it's, it's a tight. Yeah, it's it's a I mean, tight it's not seat. a removable cushion. Yeah, but it's not it's not necessarily a sofa that you would plop down and like feel Ooh, cushioned in. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. because because of the pop up bed, and I know this because my sister has oh. it in her playroom which is actually a great place for it because mm-hmm. it becomes like the video game, pop it out, everybody chill out. So well, I David's going to end da- up over there. David's going to end up <laughs> over there and party up. But it's also a great place if she has extra guests. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, but totally has its application. Yeah. It's an awesome sofa. That's an awesome yeah. sofa, but it is, but it is a lot firmer. So again, like note going back into like, are you plopping into your sofa at the end of the day and just saying, that's it, I'm done. Then, is this yeah. room used as a guest room? Right. Because I don't have another bedroom or anyway, do I yeah. need to have a, this as a bed? Because then again, what a fantastic decision that it turned into a queen bed, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. If that's a need you have. Yeah. Because you're spending thousands people. So like everything yeah. we're saying, you have to do your research and then you have to get the swatches and touch and feel even just the fabric too. I've always lived in small spaces before moving to Atlanta. We lived in, in, a 600 square foot house. It was teeny teeny. And so we just, yeah, it had a great outdoor. So that made up for everything. But like, so we just had a a little Ikea sofa and that was Mm -hmm. perfect for 
what it was for the time that we mm-hmm. were there. And I definitely felt like we got what we paid for with it. But yeah. it, it didn't make the trip. It didn't make the trip. It would, you know. So yeah, wait, we be transparent. How much was it? Do you remember how much you paid for it? And how long you used it? Okay, well, this was a good a good while ago. Oh, you know what? I think I even got it off of I got it off of Craigslist. So, you know, I mean even better. I mean it's like fifty dollars. It was it was seriously it was, it was seriously free. like 150, 200 bucks. I was like, great. Throw it in here. Right. I recovered For the it a situation. few times, got a slip cover. Mm-hmm. It was great. So then when I moved to Atlanta, I purchased my first real sofa. Mm-hmm. And that's been about nine years ago now, and I'm ready for a new one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm totally thinking about all of these different things. Do you say that you're new, ready for a new one because it doesn't fit your lifestyle or is it just a crappy sofa or is it just want to change? No, it's a it's a decent sofa. I like the the mid-century mod vibe of it. It's for my family room and I really want to have a sectional because of the layout of our room. I would really like to be able to sit next to my husband and watch a movie. That's like fair, understandable. Because right now we've got like, you know, a small apartment sofa and mm-hmm. this regular size 86 inch long sofa. So no, absolutely. You have moved recently too, which changed your layout, which might've changed yeah, your need. Which of your totally sofas. changed our, our entire vibe of everything. Yeah, I feel like that's also something to consider. We've talked about like the eight-way hand type being the gold standard. That's if you're going to keep this for forever and you want to keep it for 50 years. That's a great point. Yeah. But if you're going to move probably every five to seven years and when you move into a new space, you're more than likely going to want to, it's going to have different needs. So that's something to consider. I mean, you don't necessarily need it to last 20 years. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay. Speaking about sofas lasting that long, Okay, remember we had a we had a Baldwin sectional sofa in the creative department. Yeah. And it was there for just about 20 years. And I have got to tell you that was the most comfortable sofa. I love that sofa. Like, oh my we god, would have, could never we would get have out. meetings and no one would ever leave. We yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a sinker. That was like a That was a sinker. But I mean, I was so amazed that that it had lasted for that long and was that good. See, okay, I it was it, it was comfortable, but I always felt like it was too cushy to me. Like, oh, that's the thing. You too. almost mm-hmm. you almost like couldn't get out. Yeah, and I always felt like it was overstuffed with mm-hmm. pillows, so it was very soft. It did have a lot of but pillows. I just. I so always remember pillows. feeling like I'm a little uncomfortable having a work meeting in here. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it didn't Meanwhile, give off work vibes. It did not. You're right. It did not give out work work vibes. <laughs> give it off was definitely nap a kick... vibes. It was yeah. definitely yeah. you know kick off your shoes <laughs> and let's vibes. have a casual creative meeting. But, but the seat, it was that, great. That's, my, that's our point. Like you have to figure out what is comfortable for you. You know. Yeah. Clearly, I like something a little firmer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember trying out one at uh, Restoration Hardware that was literally, like, the deepest, most pillowiest. Like, it, I think they called it the cloud or something. Y'all probably listening know. I was like, if I needed a, like, nap, like a, if I had a dreamy nap room, this would be it. Like, but if I yeah. watched a movie in this, I would never stay awake. Like, hands down, yeah. done. It was like a pillow or like a, like they said, a cloud. Well, I was telling Caroline this morning that we, we have a new sofa that's coming out in May by Suzanne Kasler. And uh-huh. it is 
so amazing. It's so low. It's so deep. And I was telling Caroline that I sat down in it and I immediately, my eyes started to close. Like it was an instant sleeper. It was an instant sleeper. It it was so super comfy. You don't put that in your, in your like living Mm -hmm. room. You You put that in your like family TV room. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not where you put your grandparents. No, they'll never get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. then, I mean, there's so many, again, to your point, it's like, do I do something tufted? Well, then, is mm-hmm. that more formal? Are you sitting it on every day? Will you? Are you eating snacks? Because if you're eating snacks on that sofa, you do not want tufting. Just saying. What oh, happens no, you if don't. you, what happens? Crumbs. You, oh, all the crumbs like crumbs, crumbs the catchers. Yeah. Oh, in the, in the seat of it. I was thinking in the back. Yes, you are correct. Oh, well, I mean. Like an ottoman, same for mm-hmm. an ottoman, like your ottoman mm-hmm. in your um, in your main, in like your comfy TV room where all of your kids are going to eat goldfish. No, you don't want tufting. <laughs> I was going to say, in this there. is such a comical view or like, because Caroline and I are so deep in 80, like very yeah. young children. <laughs> Listen, you goldfish gold- don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> My teenager is still, to... still chomping on the She's goldfish. She's still deep in the goldfish. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that's fair. That's I mean, let's point. be honest. Adults have as many snacks and make as many crumbs as, right. as kids. So, you know, oh just, okay. we, we just get to blame it on them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So that's, but that's a great point to like start thinking about the type of fabric you'd, you would want oh on gosh. your sofa. And I feel like we talk yeah. a lot about performance. Do we want to get into like talking a little bit about the difference between the performances? Or what, well, I think or we should. Ta- I think we should talk about fabric because here's my theory on fabrics, especially for something like a sofa. I think that people do not spend enough time worrying and fixating on the fabric. I feel like the fabric is going to determine the longevity of your sofa more so than the cushions and the and the quality. Because if you get a, a fabric that's not really going to work for your lifestyle, then it's going to look bad like soon enough to where it's it's not even worth having a really good quality sofa because you're going to have to recut you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. it's going to age it faster than the actual inside yeah and definitely like thinking about like the linen the linen that you had on your sofa and like how that got like saggy knees you know like yeah. when you'd wear tights when you were a kid and like your your knees would just sag out like mm-hmm. that's oh that's so <laughs> awful well, that. and you know, linen I hate is that feeling. It wears I hate a that lot feeling faster. Just talking about that feeling that makes me gross. <laughs> it wears a lot faster too. So if it's you know, arms get a hole in it. The other thing too is, like I said, it was in a sunny window, and so it was just sort of a charcoal gray sofa. But in spots, it looked brown because it had gotten so like sun bleached. But that will happen with velvet, like. Well, but not with Sunbrella. I mean, correct, not correct. With the, yes, not with the performance fabrics, but any. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, it will, but but no, going into it, you know. One thing that I that I wish I knew about my sofa before I bought it, the one that I'd I'd like to kick to the curb, is the number of of rubs, mm, because yeah. because the fabric pills, so it's oh. it's like a basket weave. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and I wish that I would have known what like what the rub content of, is of the fabric, and the higher yep. the rub rub content, the more it's gonna hold its structure and not yes. pill on you. Yes, and or, or rub through or whatever. Right, right. Here's what I tell my girlfriends: order a yard of the fabric, 
I don't know. Not every retailer does this. I know you can at Ballard. Anything that we upholster our furniture in, you can order a yard of that. So order one yard and wrap it around your chair cushion on your sofa that you're living on every day. Wrap it around your dog's favorite spot in the sun so that or wrap it around your freaking dog bed that works too and it's like what is your but what is your dog tire behind your car (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what is your dog hair gonna look like on it yeah spill some coffee on it or whatever your favorite drink is and your kids (laughs) apple juice or orange juice or milk can you get it out live with it lay on it put it on put it like just rub it on your face like figure out what you know test drive it thoroughly before you order um, i think that's because such a great idea yeah because it's like i said if if you don't if you're not happy with the fabric and you cheap out on the fabric or make the wrong decision then no matter how great a quality the furn- the actual sofa is you're going to want to get rid of it or recover it and yes recovering it is always an option but it's still going to be two grand to recover once you order the fabric and pay for the labor. I mean, it's not, a, it's not cheap. It's not something you want to make a mistake on. So splurge on the fabric. I, I love that idea too, because, okay, so I have swatches all over my house as I like try to figure out what <laughs> fabric to put on a sofa and what, what colors to paint the walls. And do I really uh-huh. want grass cloth wallpaper and all of those things? You so do. they're yes. all over They're all, I know you, they're all over my house. So we offer swatches on all of our fabrics and they're mm-hmm. about three by three inches or four by four inches, which mm-hmm. is awesome. But but getting a full yard of the fabric, if you're able to do that, will really help you see what the repeat is mm-hmm. and to really mm-hmm. understand, do you want that pattern or that color that to that extent in your house? Like, I feel like that's... Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where well, I'm going Well, and I'm next. not saying to order a yard of 10 different fabrics. I'm saying get your 10 swatches that are three by mm-hmm. three feel like okay this is i'm almost positive this is what i want then order one yard of that um, yeah but in the scheme of sure. things like yeah. one yard of fabric versus you know mm-hmm. thousands of dollars to get a sofa that then you're questioning for sure yeah is yeah no that's great yeah that's what i did when i ordered our sectional i i um i spilled my coffee on it spilled my ran it through i did a little laundry put it in the laundry Use some Dawn soap, see if I can get stuff out. I mean, really don't leave that stuff to chance, you know? You don't mm-hmm. want to find out once you've already spilled that it's not going to come out because right. it's too late. You just don't enjoy life if you're stressing about it every time somebody sits on mm-hmm. it or gets mm-hmm. near it or jumps up on it. So, But to the other end, like if you know that not a lot of folks are going to be sitting on it or you're putting it in more a more decorative space or your formal living room, then maybe you do go with a more special non-performance fabric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. You do, but I yeah. do feel like those great color fabrics, those are perfect for a occasional chair, ottomans, pillows, drapes, like, yeah. A bench, a bench yeah, or extra bench. seating that you can pull around. And yeah, I think um, that's great. A, cha- a great chair that's in the corner of the living room that doesn't get sit on every day, but. In talking about like occasional chairs where, you, you know, someone might not be sitting very often. Mm-hmm. I've been noticing when I have people in my house, because I'm starting to have people in my house every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, testing out 
the layout of my of my house, mm-hmm. I'm watching really closely where people sit and where they want to sit and where they're gravitating toward. And then I'm also kind of taking note, like, why are they sitting there? Like, we mm-hmm. had someone over the other day who sat in a very structured side chair, leaving me to sit on kind of the comfy sofa, but it was almost like he didn't want to sit on the sofa. Why? Like, why? Why didn't he want to sit on that sofa? Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Did you smell I, funny? Did you just work out? I, I don't know. <laughs> was there a cat? I mean, I'm not a cat person. Well, so there's like, always a cat. Could... <laughs> there's always a cat. But well, I think that sometimes has to do with psychology and not how comfortable you're. Sometimes I do think it comes down to how comfortable and inviting is your room. You know, right. if someone feels like they come in and they plop down on your sofa and slide their shoes off, then you it's success, you know? Mm-hmm. But isn't that person like that was one of the first times you yeah. hung out with him? So maybe he just yeah. was feeling a little like, okay, I'm not <laughs> going to take the best seat in the house. I'm going to be polite. But it makes like me that, question, you know, like, yeah. does my layout work? Does that chair work? Like, what's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where does your sister come, one of your sisters sit when they come That's over? That's a good point. Honestly, we have such a different flight pattern. And I, I, and I definitely mean flight pattern. Like we run from room to room to room. So we okay. barely, all right, all right, there you go. Barely sit. It's always standing in the kitchen. No, but I do think that's a great lesson. Like just observing your guests and seeing who is, where do people gravitate towards in terms of seats? Um, and then trying to figure out like, why is that? Is it because it, it looks extra soft because of the location, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, in our, in our old place, people used to gravitate towards sitting on the floor and it totally weirded me out. And I have oh, no I'm idea a floor why. Sitter. I'm a floor sitter. Are you sitter. a floor sitter? Think, yeah. No, my whole family. Yeah. We're all floor sitters. Like we, there will be empty couches and we'll just all be sitting on the floor. It's weird. I don't know. Why? Why do you pick the floor? Okay. I don't know. I'm just comfortable sitting on the floor, especially if it's like a real comfy rug and I don't know. Okay, so especially then, now with kids, I do I like really sit on the floor a lot. Okay, so then kids, do you get you know. floor pillows? No, no, you're just you're just. This is probably why I love my memory foam uh, <laughs> pads so much <laughs> that I talk about every episode. <laughs> this could um, be why, yeah, no, yeah, it's a good it's call. All coming out. No, I feel like I wear too many dresses for a lot of floor sitting. If that makes sense, that's fair. I wear yeah. a lot of dresses, so I feel like I'm usually on eight. Don't take offense if I come to your house and I sit on the floor. It's not because your furniture isn't comfortable. Hey, no, go for it. I'm going to totally rethink my entire layout. But, you know, go sit on the floor. But she might hint, like, yeah, she might hint you need the memory foam uh, rug pad. But like, <laughs> No, I, I'm sure that I do. No, but it's really interesting to kind of think about that, though, and, and think uh-huh. about what kind of additional seating you might need. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Because that, because that is something that I'm thinking about. And I ended up going out and getting a bench like a little mm-hmm. bench that I can move around so then oh. I moved it closer to the sofa so that it becomes a little bit more intimate so I'm, yeah. I guess that's the I guess that's another tip for buying furniture is like figuring out what how you want to make your guests comfortable mm-hmm. and how you want to guide totally. conversation within your house through seating yeah I also find too when when we're entertaining I like to have a little bench like a something backless or a small chair because, you know, if I'm hosting, then I'm usually like kind of getting up and like flitting around. And so I want something that's like easy to pop in and out of and I can Mm kind of come to from any direction. So I I always used to say like, 
like make all my guests sit in like the real furniture and then I would just kind of sit on a little stool and then because you know I'd be going to the kitchen or like doing whatever and so that was something I always just like to have around handy that's a good one speaking of entertaining should we talk about well, oh, yeah wait, hold on. one thing that we did not speak to and someone specifically asked about is lead times mm. so guys this is not something that we really want to chat about because it is a sore subject for everyone at everyone. right now and well, anyone in the furniture everyone. industry yeah 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 unfortunately lead times are long so that just is what it is. So don't don't wait to make to don't wait to, to order. If, yeah, don't wait to order. They're not going to get better for a little mm-hmm. while. But things also, are so backlogged. Things are so. But backlogged. also wait. Also what? wait in the sense of not wait to order, but <laughs> commit. Like don't make the wrong choice because it'll get delivered immediately. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like wait for the mm. right thing, even if it's going to take a little longer, versus picking something that's not really what you want because you'll have it sooner. Yeah, that is like the fastest way to be unha- unsatisfied. Yeah. And then when, even if once you place the order, it's going to it time goes so quickly. I mean, we're mm-hmm. already through 2 years of a pandemic. Yeah. That time went so quickly. Delivery time on a sofa is just going to be such a sweet surprise when it arrives. Yeah. It's Christmas. I just love these silver, the silver linings, the way you guys are painting it. <laughs> I will say, no, you, there's nothing you can do. Get in, like, we, yeah, just everybody in is yeah. in the same need. We all need it. So, yes, there's going to be a long lead time and somebody is hand making that. So, yes, mm-hmm. it's going to take that person some time. So, my sofas took 11 months and I am so, I was even more grateful when they came. So yeah. to your point, it was just like, thank you, beautiful sofa. I am so glad. And I love you. I love yeah. you. And I love you. Yeah, but, but don't let the lead time discourage you from picking what you really, really need and want. That's a good one. Okay. Now this, so when we were talking about lead times with Sky and our, our little sidebar conversation, this I thought was really funny because I was like, okay, that's great. Lead times, place the order. What do you do in the meantime if you don't have a sofa? <laughs> And her sit on the was, floor. Sit on the floor. No, but her her response was so funny. She was just like, "Get an air sofa from Amazon and just <laughs> and just yeah, go for it." I was like, "Wow, oh, that just sounds so crazy." But I guess make do. Yeah, and and it's all gonna be okay. And just yeah. just think how fabulous it's gonna be when it finally arrives. Mm-hmm. I do feel like we haven't given quite enough lip service to measuring. So just Oof. people. Measure, measure again, have your spouse measure, and then have your best friend measure. <laughs> like yeah. measure four times. Yeah. You measure and then we've said this too. You literally measure spots where you need something. You put it in your phone. You literally give yourself a note. That way when you're at a random antique store or at a random store and you see something you love, like you make sure it fits. Do not just buy it because that is how you waste the money. So definitely like being proactive to say hey i need a new dresser in this room what would fit well and carrying those measurements around with you will you'll be grateful you'll be like oh this looks great will this work let me look at my dimensions and a tape measure a lot of places have them but i have one of those little ones and i love having it in my purse i'll measure anything Use a room planner tool or some graph paper, whatever you need to do, draw it out, come up with a layout. That's really the first thing that you should do before we talked to Sky. We talked about this with Sky too. 
That's really the first thing you should do before you even decide what size sofa you need. What else, you know, how many people do you want to sit in your room? Do you want, like, what are your traffic patterns? Come up with the actual layout of your room first and then figure out what sizes you need. Our room planner tool is great. You can Google it or go to our blog to find it. We'll also put a link in our show notes or you can use some graph paper. There are also lots of other room planner tools out there, but whatever you got to do to measure and lay mm-hmm. out your right room, mm-hmm. that's what you should really do first. Man, that's where I'm struggling, to be honest with you guys right now, because I'm building a home and everything I'm talking about is how I want to live in the new space. And it's really hard. I think I've planned it for how I want traffic to flow. Mm-hmm. It's being realistic with who I am and like how I live as well as what I already own and what fits here. But I will say just across the board, everything I'm deciding, I'm like, well, I would like to live said this way. (laughs) Like they're like, well, here's the pantry design. And I'm like, I've never had a pantry. Please tell me more. What am I lacking? (laughs) Where do I, where do you put things? Tell me more. So anyway, as you said that you made me think of that. So I understand guys, but I did pull out the planners and again, just to measure where I wanted before we picked out the sofas. So Mm -hmm. I have a plan. We'll see if it works is my, why I said that. (laughs) What about dining and kitchen kind of stuff? Mm. Like what about dining chairs, um, tables? What do we need to know before I buy those? I think it all comes down to wipeability in my personal opinion. Like how wipeable do you want it to be? You know, like being realistic. I mean, it goes back to that being realistic to your lifestyle. Is it a breakfast room? Where you're eating every single day is it a formal living or a formal dining room Ew. i will say for our dining room i don't i don't have a formal and informal i have one dining room and so i knew it would be where we had like every single dinner homeworks mm-hmm. happening crayons markers all that stuff so i wanted it to be as cleanable as humanly possible but i also love to have to entertain i love to have dinner parties i didn't want a wood chair or I wanted something really comfortable too because mm-hmm. I want to have like a long lingering dinner party kind of thing. So I did just a Louis chair, but then I put a wipeable leather on it. So you did upholstered. Okay. Yes. That's kind of mm-hmm. my thought there. Like, I do you want to see really- yeah. so that I could easily like, if this fabric gets messed up, I'm going to go buy a few more yards and I'm going to rewrap it. But I put in a fabric I liked and I it's not a performance. It's just a pretty fabric. But I knew going in that like mm-hmm. this will last until you're disgusting and yeah. then I will get new. Last so, couple years and then you'll. Yeah, that was. That's yeah, I, but I went in knowing like that. Mm-hmm. I do like a slip seat on a on a dining chair. That's what I have, too. And I like being able to to change a color or change a vibe yeah if you're that kind of person who likes a little like i like the flex it up the flex that i can do yeah for sure but i do love the look and upholstered for as well so that's a um a good point and and i will say there there are lots of ways to get to have things be cleanable you know like leather is one into the spectrum so it's like a metal seat or something wood that you can just spray off but then you know a umbrella or something is a great option too i mean that takes a little mm-hmm. bit more i mean for mine like i can literally just spray some all-purpose cleaner and just wipe it with a paper towel you can't do that with a umbrella cushion but a toothbrush and some dawn you can pretty much get anything Ooh. out so you know what i hate is my mother-in-law has um rush seats on her dining chairs 
and those little babies will squish some avocado deep in that rush. Mm, oh, yeah. Not a good. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's right. We're at the life phase right now where I'm like, that rush seed is not ideal. Gorgeous, yeah. but like can't. We're just not adult enough around here. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything gets smushed avocado out too. Like, yeah, that's a hard one. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Gross. And it's not just smushed avocado. It's like smushed avocado with like everything else that was on the plate, like, you know, and like drool. It's, you know what I mean? No. It's like life is beautiful mm-hmm. and we are clean people. Um, what about tables? Do y'all want to note? I mean, for me, it's more of like, do you need it to extend? Are you having, do you, again, are you like Caroline where it's going to need to be yeah. the end all table for everything, every event? So super durable and extendable. Or is do you have multiple? And and then how many people are seating? Do you like a round so that you can be more open with conversation? Yeah. Because I know Karen, yeah. Karen, who is on the podcast, she like had switched out for a 60 inch round and she loved it just because it opened up conversation for her family where mm-hmm. just spatially a rectangle is the only thing that will work in our space. And six chairs right now yeah. is our dining table. Yeah, I feel like you, again, it's like knowing yourself and really paying attention to your needs. I am like not a coaster person. I don't know if it's laziness or what. So I know (laughs) that like I can't have a nice wood table. I'll just have rings all over it. So know thyself. (laughs) So you have a marble top table, I think, right? Yes. Well, it's actually quartz. Okay. So it is indestructible and i mean so far (laughs) i've you know used a magic eraser and gotten Mm -hmm. all manner of art supplies off of it yeah i've been beyond thrilled with it i will say we have a a really cool product that we didn't sell when i bought my marble table or my quartz table and it is called le monde Mm -hmm. and it has a porcelain top and it is also virtually indestructible you can put a hot casserole dish on it kind of same idea as the quartz it's essentially a countertop material it's rectangular has a real pretty kind of faux marble pattern to it glossy little gray finish Mm -hmm. actually there's a walnut too anyway that's a great table did not exist when i bought mine and it was not quite the right size for what i needed but i probably would have done that if had it you know yeah that's really pretty it is really pretty. And I, I love things that do double duty or have those extra features. So that's yeah, just being able to like put a hot dish right on there and mm-hmm. not have to worry about a trivet or, you know, damaging the surface at all. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We do have still a bunch of questions for Instagram that I kind of felt like maybe we can just run through some of them. Yeah. One of the questions, because we already kind of spoke to what one some one person asked, what are the right questions to ask a sales associate? I feel like we kind of everything a little bit. You ask them everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're they're really there to partner with you versus like yeah. trying to sell just sell you something. And if you're getting a bad vibe from somebody, go talk to somebody else. But yeah, you know they're the ones that are going to help you grab samples and check to see depths and dimensions and additional also colors fabrics. that something might come in. Fabrics. Their totally. job is to know the stuff, guys. So yes, yeah. ask yeah. everything. Yeah. Anything you're thinking of. They're gonna give yeah. you their opinion. Even again, like, hey, what's who what is everyone buying and why? Like let's do it. Yeah. Ask everything yeah. you want. Yeah, y'all, Liz spends an outrageous amount of time putting together materials for training our store employees. So <laughs> they she have knows. lots of training and that I mean, like like you said, that's their job. Um and ours do not make a commission. I mean, like, we can't speak to any other 
other stores, brands, but, but yeah, yeah, they're not, um, they're going to get paid whether you buy it or not. So, <laughs> you know, but I do feel like they're, they're great resources when you are trying to figure out that thing, like we spoke to where like, do you want a bench seat? Do you want a three cushion, two cushion? Do you like down wrapped foam? Do you want pure down? Do you want just foam? You know, all of those things, like they're going to be able to guide you. Well, and once you start the conversation yeah. with someone in in a showroom like that, have them take you around to all the other sofas that might be a little bit different or, a, you know, mm-hmm. something similar. And rather than you kind of wandering around the store aimlessly, I mean, yeah, make them your, your tour guide. Yeah, take a notepad. <laughs> Seriously. Bonjour. Welcome to Ballard. Take me around. Show me the sights. <laughs> oh, my God. If anybody runs into me in the Atlanta store, I will totally give you a tour. Oh, I, yeah, we'll talk your ear off. I love, I, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually go end up going up to people. Especially I have lots of reasons why things look and are shaped the way they are. So I have some good stories, guys. So find me. <laughs> well, I do. Okay. One thing we did talk about is here is just the reality of the situation. Most large, well-known furniture brands use the same have the same quality even maybe use the same manufacturers same vendors so you're probably going to get a pretty consistent quality you know in that big box kind of store um what each person does like what each brand does differently is what you kind of have to figure out so if you've decided that you need you want a tight back you know charles of london roll arm with two cushions then you can kind of go shop around and figure out exactly which one you want and which one, you know, looks right and has meets all those criteria and is in your budget and offers and offers a fabric that you want. That I think that's the biggest is your that's honestly going to be probably the biggest different. Well, shape and fabric will be different. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you like the way a tight back two cushion seat sits, then you're probably going to like that across the board you know, versus, so then you can have some confidence shopping online, having not sat in it. So, and again, if you are shopping online, just making sure that you read all the, all the specs and you kind of take the, take notes of what you like and what you don't like. And sometimes figuring out what you don't like is even more important than what you like. Because then it just crosses those things right off the list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can just skip right over them. Yeah. Okay. Here's one that I really liked how to select furniture that makes a space feel collected and not showroomy. My thought on this comes down to legs and arms and skirts. My kind of thought is you want to put furniture pieces together in a room that have a variety, but all are maybe similar. So for example, maybe you want stuff to be more clean lined. You know, you can do square arm and an arm, you know, that, Maybe that's an exposed leg and then a skirt. So I feel like when you get into that showroom me feel is when it all matches and you have something like across the board where, you know, you've got the chair version of the sofa and it's, they and they all, all sort of have match. the skirt and they all have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then you get the coffee table that has the matching side tables. And so now you have everything is part of a suite versus right. um, just a right. singular item. So just mix up your 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 chair leg and your and your arms a little bit. Like have a 
So have something armless, have something with a square arm, have a turned leg, have a skirt, kind of bring a couple different shapes in. That's to me like the kind of the easiest way to do that. Yes. And like we've said, every time bring in something living, Mm -hmm. something that sparkles and something that, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure there's texture in there. These are all the things that help. And then definitely don't go into a store and say, I would like this. (laughs) Yeah. Whole room packaged up. Let's go. So. Yeah. And getting something old. That's what it was. I couldn't think of something old. Yeah. 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 Something glittery, something old, something living all helps to make a room not feel like you just walked into a showroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Remember Ashley Whitaker said she thinks every room needs something grimy. Wasn't that what the word she used? Grimy or? Yeah, like, you know, a real chippy mm-hmm. paint finish mm-hmm. or kind of a something that just feels like maybe it's woven that's kind of... You need some patina. Something with patina. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. Another great question was wood on furniture. Do all of the woods in your room need to match? And I'm going to say no. No. That goes back to the, sh- yeah. Yeah, that goes back yeah. to the showroom thing. Yeah. No. Here's my thought on it. Like... I kind of chose like light woods in my in our living room. And so everything is kind of a light wood. They're not all matching. I mean, there's some is some are slightly warmer, some are slightly grayer, some are slightly lighter, some are slightly darker, but they're all kind of like a, a lighter finish. It's not all like mahogany. And then I do have like a random dark wood in there. But I feel like it's something that you worry a lot about when you're shopping, but it's not gonna make a huge difference when you're living in your room. Do y'all agree? I don't know. That's my thought on it. I've never walked into someone's living room and been like, well, their woods don't match. This room looks terrible. No, but you know what? I have walked into rooms in Graceland and I've been like, you know what? This is <laughs> really way too matchy. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, okay. okay no, I mean, like, true. so having matching woods can make things feel dated. That's true. Like, they can all be dark or all be light or be a mix, but they don't need to be. But you can tell when it's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, they say that about yeah. metals too. Like you, you don't need every single metal to match. And we've said that too. So, right, yeah. right, right. Where to splurge and where to save. I feel like everyone would have a different answer for this, but I do feel like upholstery is kind of your, your. Upholstery is the splurge. Yeah. I would say upholstery and then pick like one or two other things. No, I feel like you have to splurge on upholstery or you don't have to, but you should splurge on upholstery. Whatever splurge means within your budget, that can mean a variety of things because Mm -hmm. that is what you're sitting on day in and day out. That is, you do not want that to be uncomfortable because there's no chance. If you have an uncomfortable sofa, you will never be comfortable in that room ever. Right. But I feel like it is nice to kind of pick maybe one or two other things to splurge on, whether that's a great piece of art or an amazing rug. It doesn't have to be across the board, but just pick one or two special things that you are super excited about and you love. And that also can serve as your jumping off point for the rest of the room. You know, if it's a great rug and you work all the colors around it or a great painting and you work all the colors around that, you know. I think we need to talk about budget for just a hot second. And okay. yeah. take and take a take consideration, like, are you going into a blank space? And if you're going into a blank space, make sure that you have a budget set aside for that room. One of the tricks that Sky was telling us about in our sidebar conversation was about, okay, well, line item all of the things that you're going to need. So you're going to need a sofa. You're going to need a coffee table. You're going to need maybe two accent chairs and a console. So if those mm-hmm. are the things you need, put 
a range of what you're comfortable spending on each one of those things and then tally it up and see if, I mean, it's going to be a big number at the bottom, but see if you're comfortable with that big number. And if you're not like go make adjustments here and there. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, is that you don't need to get the whole room all together at the same time. So really kind of figuring out where your budget is what pieces you want to start with mm-hmm. and then and then keep moving from there. Yeah, and I mean, you know, window treatments, rugs, the rug pad, um, accessories, paint, you know, <laughs> artwork, lighting, you know, make, yeah, like, yeah. don't just consider your big furniture pieces and like pick, write down every single thing that you're going to need. The list will make it more tangible and less overwhelming. And then right. you can start to develop a game plan from there too. Yeah. So then you've got your game plan, you've got your measurements, you know, you can go out and and find pieces here and there. This is what I've always done for a room. Make your layout, figure out, you know, have one inspiration piece. For example, my living room, it was the rug. Usually it's kind of the rug is your my inspiration. And then just have that rug, like every single time you want to make a purchase for your room, think, okay, does this match back to my inspiration piece or like my focal point? Um, like, do the colors match? Does the vibe match? Is it going to fit? And so you can just have that thing as your touchstone for every choice going forward so that you don't get off track and you don't make an oops purchase that you then regret because you've, you've had this game plan from the get-go. You've had a, you know, you've had a plan that you're working towards. Okay, here's something else about rugs is that, and Caroline, you and I have talked about this before, is that getting a rug is a big, getting a large, like nine by 12, that's a huge investment, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not certain about it, see if there's a two by three available in that same style and go ahead and get that smaller version of it. I've done that in my own house and gotten a two by three. And I'm so glad I did because the color is different than what I thought it was going to be online. And it totally clashed with our media console. So I ended up not going with it, but it worked great by my front door. So, and that was Mm. a small investment for me to just kind of make a no decision on. Yeah. Yeah. And I get like, you know, even if you have to return it and like pay $20 yeah. in return shipping, I know how I, I am one of those people that's like, well, I have to pay $3 in shipping. I guess I'm not going to get it, but it's going to be worth it if you don't. The store. Yeah. If you're in it's, near store, but uh, yeah, I love the two by three idea. I think that's so smart. And again, you can much do, easier to return can, a two by three than it is a nine by 12. Does it clean? Like there's your, yeah. there's your thing again. Is it going to clean there's up? Your tester. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's, so smart. Okay. What do you do when you love a piece, but you don't have a place for it? You get rid of something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's really no other. I think that's no other choice. I think if you, if you do tr- it, right. Yeah, yeah. If you truly, truly love something, then you, will. then you need to get it and you just yeah. get rid of something else or you yeah, design I mean, a whole room around it. Like if you've changed yeah. your whole direction and that's like love, then you change the whole direction of your room and redecorate. Or Okay. I've got a story on I'll this. I'll get one, and though. say bye. Okay. Okay, tell us your Was story. This so, your question? <laughs> no. So so when I first started on the podcast, I think I, I talked about like, you know, the big blue whale in my in my dining room. I bought a Nolan bench, which is a curved bench that goes around our sixty inch dining table. And it was so, it felt so 
big in in our dining room. It, there was definitely space, but it felt too technically big. it fit. Technically but... it fit, but it was it was snug. And I've got to tell you, like having this bench has totally transformed the way our guests feel, the way that I feel about having my morning coffee. Like it's just fantastic. It makes me feel like I'm going to a cafe in my own dining room. It's awesome. So I had to figure out what wasn't working in that room. And what wasn't working was this Queen Anne console that is a beautiful antique from my parents. And I had it in my dining room because they had it in their dining room and it was fantastic. But I had to move it out. So Mm -hmm. I moved it out and I moved some narrower, they're not bookcases, they're just kind of cabinets. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're narrower cabinets that I put together to make a longer console. And they're not, they're shallower, they're not as deep. And now I can move around this piece Mm -hmm. that I love and I can move the piece as I need to. And it makes the whole room. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think keep the pieces you love and move things around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel so many times we've had had sort of that, like if it's a if it's a one of a kind thing, especially you have to get it. You know, assuming you're not like, yeah. you know, wiping out your kid's college fund or, you know, selling a kidney, like you can get it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, don't. I've definitely financial distress, but. Because yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's furniture. Okay. Well, so this was, this was, like, it's so good you told that story, Liz, because someone asked, I've purchased things that technically fit, but they look off when I get them home. How to know when it'll look right and not just fit right. Okay. Do what Liz did, which is. Maybe you need to shift some other things around to really make it work. One thing that I like to do, and y'all, out of the three of us, I am like not a drawer. Liz and Taryn, yes, they can do a beautiful sketch for you. That is not me. So you do not need great artistic skills to do this. But I'll just do like think in shapes and I'll just look at a wall in, as like a flat surface and just draw what I'm putting in the room. And I feel like that does, that can really help you understand what you're going to see when you look into the room, you know, like stand in, you know, kind of picture yourself in where you're going to be looking at the room most often. And just, and I did this for our dining room, you know, I drew a little pedestal table, did six chairs with a round back. I drew kind of my chandelier and just kind of get a feel for the shapes because I do sometimes feel like um, even if something technically fits, if you're not considering, you know, what angle you're looking at it from or what's in front of or what's next to it, then you can make some mistakes in terms of whether it works versus whether it fits. The other thing is to like tape things off. Yes. You know, so before we you before we moved before we moved in, I mean, honestly, there was so much stuff in our house from the previous owner that I didn't even know if I could fit a sofa in my living room. Um, because <laughs> I couldn't see past there were there were two to three spinning wheels in every room. It was it was fantastic. That so wild. <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild. But so when I finally got the space empty, I was like, okay well, let me grab some cardboard and some tape. And I started taping things off and I, mm-hmm. you know, grabbed some folding chairs and put them around and just kind of tried to figure out that way. But yeah, painter's tape can be your friend. Yeah. And then consider ceiling height 
Um, yeah. Just because as I am now entering a place with new ceiling heights, it has changed a lot of things as well. Mm-hmm. So just being totally knowing that your eye needs to move around a room. So if everything's low and your ceilings are high, it's going to feel dwarfed. Or if you have a very low ceiling and you've picked very tall pieces, again, it's just going to, it's going to feel off. So um, being recognizing that the amount of light, the amount of noise, all that will help you just, you know, to think through a purchase versus just being like, I need to buy curtains. I need to buy sofa. Like, Yeah. And I think that height thing is something really important to consider too about furniture and sofas. So for example, I, um, our, our, our house is pretty low ceilings at like eight feet. And I was going to put like for my layout to work, I was going to have to put the sofa in front of a window. And I was considering our Mathis sofa, which both of y'all, and I know Taryn has a Mathis sofa and I know Liz wants the Mathis sofa, but, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's a gorgeous sofa. It is I mean, Sponsored that is actually eight-way hand tie, but... Um, oh, it is? So it's a, it is, oh, yeah. It's, I'm it's, so fancy. <laughs> I just like to bench seat, see? Yeah, well, anyway. but but here's the thing about mm. it. It has a really high back compared mm. to a lot of other mm-hmm. ones. And so, you know, kind of trying to picture that sofa in a window, it's going to oh. block light coming in. And it just, I felt like it would make mm-hmm. the... It would, it would not work as well as a, and so I ended up getting the Hartwell sofa, which has a much lower back and Mm -hmm. it's still like your normal 18 inch seat height, but it just, it scaled better for the location. And I think that's something, you know, that's really important to consider too. Like, are you going to be looking over it? Is, are you, are you putting it catty corner to like, is it floating in the middle of the room? Those are all things to consider. That's kind of why I say like, try to draw it out and figure out or use your measuring tape. Use your painter's tape. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to all the measurements. I yeah. even think about about the height, the back height. That's that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, pay attention when you're looking at designers' photos too. Like, what tricks are they doing to bring your eye up and down? And that's part of what you need to put into your room. Like, if mm-hmm. something doesn't feel right, like it's not tall enough, maybe it is a plant stand or like a co- a big column with a plant on it. And that's what designers are doing is bringing that yeah. elevation of up, down, and your eye moving. So um, it might not be the fact that the sofa is just off. It could be that you haven't added in the other stuff. You haven't put a good size lamp next to it. You haven't. So that's, again, scoot stuff around your house. Scoot things you have. See how they feel. If it don't feel right, try to figure out why. Like, answer that question for yourself. Like, why isn't this working? And then that will help you to figure out. Even if it's not the right color lamp, then you can go buy the right size lamp that's the right color. Yeah. And, And, I mean, scale is, like, the number one mistake I think people probably make and and even designers make this mistake. We've had designers on the show say they they do this too. But there are tricks that you can do to to kind of fix something. If if your side table is a little bit too small, get a really big lamp mm-hmm. or a really big piece of art and you can kind of counterbalance mm-hmm. the scale in different ways. You know it's one thing that I did when I did one of my rooms is I took color swatches around with me everywhere I went because I knew that I was going to be well because I knew that I was going to be shopping like okay I'm at home goods like am I going to find like Mm -hmm. a random vase that's going to tie into the room and so I carried these these Pantone swatches around with me but if you don't have Pantone swatches like your fabric swatches your rug swatch fabric swatch even okay there are your hoarder bag of things right (laughs) there there are 
apps, take pictures, like make, oh, yeah, I have make a your little... color palette and take your color palette with you everywhere. Because you never know I when that, that, that random piece is going to find you. Yeah, I kept it in my um, car console. My glove box. Ooh, like, that's a good one. Oh, just that's a good one. Uh, one wallpaper swatch, one fabric swatch, or like two, probably like three or four fabric swatches, and just leave it in your car. Oh, good. Now I'm going to have swatches in my car, too. <laughs> you only take, keep the good swatches in your car. Okay, the one, the one I sell yeah. on. Gotcha. All right, we have a few more questions, and then we'll wrap up. I just thought these were such good questions, we had to answer them. So um, I already answered it, but I'm going to let you all two answer. A furniture purchase each host regrets and why. So mine was my sofa, my old sofa that I had to get rid of. Um, just didn't think it through. Mm. I don't know that I have regrets necessarily. Like I think I did have regrets on that big curved bench for a hot minute until I until I was able to move things around. Mm-hmm. I have made some more oddball purchases, I think, <laughs> on upholstery when it comes to benches and seating. I'll find something at an outlet or find something, you know, this is just so quirky and I love it. And I bring it home and I'm like, well, that doesn't go with anything. (laughs) So I feel like, I feel like those kind of purchases, I I try to keep to small objects that I can either keep on moving or, or pass on to somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. That's too good of an answer. Mine I regret most. And you all know this is these darn leather sofas that have followed me from college <laughs> wait there are more there's more than one? Oh, sorry you didn't know there was a matching club seat with it oh. you didn't know there was two big leather there was ugly seat. no i just i knew there was the sofa we've talked a yeah. lot about the sofa i didn't know there was That's, a matching chair yeah they're still with me they had like they were my brother-in-laws i've told you this and his bachelor pad before being with my sister he was just getting rid of them when david moved into an apartment David took them. I thought that's where they would die, and they still are here with me. And are they going home. to the new house? Are they going to the new house? At oh, least God. maybe to the basement. Oh, David that's doesn't listen. Yes. Oh, never mind. Never mind. David doesn't listen. No, no, they are not okay. making the trip. David, someone still is going to accidentally. The basement like... needs them, and I'm like, David, the middle of the leather cushion, like the middle one, is literally ripped from the backing. Like there's stuffing. Uh, like you can see stuffing now. Like, can we let this die? That's my biggest regret. I should have never, ever connected them and be like, we'll take the, David will Never have let it in the house. <laughs> so it's not a purchase per se, but like something I let in the house. So anyone listening, if you hate it now, you will always hate it. Don't so let it in the house. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. let it in the house is, is. Yeah. Is That's good. true. I feel like question. we're all probably guilty of having those things that like, whether it's an outfit, you know, something in your closet or. Mm-hmm. Something's right gave to you, and you're like, it's perfectly functional. Yeah. But I like you just the pattern, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's gonna keep you from buying something that you really love mm-hmm. because right. you just are keeping it around and it's yeah. right up space. Right. Other things I regret are like a set of four dishes where you're like, at the time it seemed real cute, and then you're like, I don't need just four of these dishes, and you're just random, and I'm, and I just need you out of my life, or like a cheap lamp. That's another. But those are all smaller things where I'm like, why do I buy these cheap lamps? They look terrible. You can tell they're cheap. I should have just gotten what I wanted the first time, and not yeah, yeah. Well, now I need to buy twice. Of same caliber. Yeah, I feel like that is a good one. You know, that is kind of like everyone's 
We learned buying that something twice twice mm-hmm. that you could have just bought mm-hmm. once. But we all get-go. have yeah. to do that to learn our lessons. So each yeah. of us out there listening has done this and been like, why did I why I should have right no yeah. I shouldn't have settled. Get exactly what you want, even if it requires saving up and being patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, even if it's at a great price on Facebook Marketplace or it's a hand-me-down piece, really think about whether you <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, here's another one, sort of the flip side. What each host's favorite piece of furniture in her home and why? Oh, that's easy for me. My favorite, favorite, favorite piece of furniture is a vintage card catalog. Oh. I love it. Okay, so I'm I'm just a huge book collector and love everything about libraries and I have a card catalog from an old university that my mom found and got for me and it's fantastic and I actually use it for storing batteries and storing like 3M hooks Do you and have all it of labeled? like I used to have it labeled when I was in my 20s and had like quirky things in it and I would just like label like you know, label like fun, how do you know where the batteries fun are? or animals have- are? Now I've had it for so long that I just know I keep them you know in the battery drawer. Okay. Honestly, Adorable. I kind of just my hand just goes to a drawer and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the. There's another okay. one that has all like sunglasses and things like that, and so because it's right by our front door, it became totally utilitarian during the pandemic because we have drawers full of masks, and so as there you're you walking go. out the door, you just choop, 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 Grab, grab what you See, need. I'm picturing grab. like a hundred teeny tiny little drawers and then you need a it battery is. and you're like, I have to open like all hundred drawers to find No, battery. and I have it organized. Small batteries in one drawer. Okay, okay. All right. Bigger batteries in other ones. I, oh, I definitely have a system. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and honestly, I don't keep it labeled now, mostly because sometimes it's just fun to open the drawers and see what you got. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> I, I used to that. keep I used to keep like little plastic animals in it in my twenties and like all these like funny goofy things and um because when you need three D glasses mm-hmm. you open this drawer. You have a drawer for that. I have a drawer for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can answer what mine is currently probably is I finally just got again the bed I wanted, a king bed and a fully upholstered. I didn't I just did it and I'm so happy. It just every time I sleep in it, I'm so happy that I just did it. And mm-hmm. it wasn't fun purchasing. I will say I use it every night and I'm yeah. wildly happy. <laughs> Taryn, I think we have the same bed. Oh, it's do we? Three. I think we do. We got to start shopping. So we're <laughs> well, you're not okay, but the thing is, is that I think about that bed all the time. It is so pretty. It well, is so here's, pretty. Here's one thing that I, I do fully support after living with one is the fully upholstered rails because I find a bed skirt to be so flipping annoying. It never looks right. It gets dusty. One side is hanging lower than the other side. Then it gets wrinkled. And it's it just, it's anytime you change the sheets, it all gets askew. Mm-hmm. I just, it's horrible. So I love the neatness that an upholstered mm-hmm. bed rail provides and mm. I could never ever a little place for your foot yeah. too mm, I like it so yeah this is a hard one well yeah I could be I have some sentimental pieces but they won't yeah I mean I feel like in in terms of pure practicality it's probably my my quartz table just because I mean we eat three meals a day at it 
every, you know, Will paints all of his paintings there. We do art projects. Like it just. Oh my gosh. Is I'm so impressed. A workhorse in our house. I didn't know he, he Will did his art there too. That's why I said it well, like that. I tried to set so him up impressed. in the basement, but the light upstairs is just really That's pretty. Fair. And so he's like, yeah. um, this is better. So, and it just functions exactly how we need. So it was, it felt very scary to splurge on that, but yeah, no regrets at all. Okay. Here's, here's our last question. What do you know now about furniture that you did not know before working at Ballard? <laughs> A lot well, Taryn designs everything. furniture. So. Yeah, so That's I feel fair. like you're. Different. I went to I went to school to learn a lot about furniture, and then I've just learned a lot of practical, like I don't know, like what materials go well on a, you know, just when you're using it all the time, right? Like in school, mm-hmm. it was like design the coolest, you know. That was more of like the open-minded thinking, and being, you know, working here, you're like, well, what's durable? What's gonna, what's you know, gonna sell? What are people gonna buy? But then, like, what's a really expensive? And, uh, you know, even I, I, because of what I do for a living, know how to make something more expensive versus not, right? Like, think, and you guys know this, the more drawers there are, guess what? Drawers cost more because drawers are hard and there's more material and there's more labor. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. yes, something with more drawers is going to cost you more money. And so I feel like it has helped me to be very realistic about prices and understanding why and what you're getting. So, mm-hmm. I just think I'm more understanding. I really am so impressed with the functionality that you and your team put into all of the pieces that you design. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if our listeners know this, but like 90% of everything that we offer is designed by... In-house, yeah. Yeah, by Taryn and her team. And they're so... Everything is so thoughtful. And I, that's something that I'm, that I'm this super impressed by. This is a plug for me. Thank you. It's just a plug for Taryn. <laughs> My PR team's doing so well. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it is true. I mean, that's the part that I... I love about my job is we really are like, okay, so this is your nightstand. So what are you putting in your nightstand? What did you, you know, like I was just doing a side table today and my boss and I were talking and she's like, well, what if we put glass on the front of this drawer? And I'm like, uh, this is your side table. Whatever's in that drawer you're hiding. And we're having those conversations. (laughs) We're not, you know, you're like, well, because we're thinking about the function and you know Mm -hmm. how it looks. So it's definitely a two way street. And then okay, so if we add another drawer, is it going to get too expensive that she's going to look at it and not see the value? There's like things like that, that, you know, you want to, are we going to have to really tell a story of why, you know, or is she charging something here? Is there going to be cords here? So yes, we definitely are always trying to think of, is this going to be hard for her to open? Is she going to? Yeah. So we're always thinking about it. No, I think you're right, Liz, about Taryn. It's probably obvious for you because you're the one designing it. But I think coming into Ballard, you're like, oh, wow, that so much thought and care is put into every single product. It's it's actually kind of wild. So, yeah. And I think we all know I was buying off Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I was buying Ikea off Craigslist at one point in my life. So (laughs) I learned, you know what? We've all been buying off Craigslist at some point in our life. Everyone's marketplace. Yes, man. But I've seen the artist. And the manufacturers working and you're, and you, you get like watching them cut and, you know, and put together wood and, and sew together things and, mm-hmm. and tufted you know, rugs. You're like, well, yes, this should cost money. I've seen the person making it, which gives yeah. you value too, which again, gives yeah. me a totally different perspective because I worked at Ballard. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's something that maybe 
not everyone is going to agree with, but I do feel like I've learned, especially since doing the podcast and just making a lot of furniture purchases, some that have stuck around and some that haven't. But just because something is attractive doesn't mean it's going to work in your space. So kind of going back to that first conversation, you're not buying something in a vacuum. You have to actually put it in your room and it has to go with what else you have and it has to work in the space that you have. So just because it's attractive on the showroom floor or in a picture or it was in looked great in someone's house on Instagram that you saw does not mean that it's going to work for you and in your house. And even it's not, it may not even look good in your house, not because it's not an attractive piece, but because it just doesn't work with what you already have and the space that you have. And so that is something you should consider. Now you could probably make anything work if that's your jumping off point. And if you really truly love it that much, you can work your room amount around it, but yeah, you're not shopping in a vacuum. Like you re- consider what you have and the space right, yeah. that you're you're shopping for. Um, so take your measurements, take your colors, you know, make a budget, yeah. take your samples, keep them in your glove box, and be realistic about how yeah. you live. Yeah, and your needs. You we know? probably could have just done that, said that, and they would have been fine. They could go out and drink. <laughs> Those are our big tips. Go into the world. I think I just yeah. saw this meme that I'm going to share because. It made me laugh, and I'm sure all of you who are designing homes get this. They're like, I wish they'd have a price tag attached to some of these spaces. You know, like, Mm. so when you, like, saw a beautiful room, you'd be like, oh, so to do all of this was okay. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we're like, wow, this is just beautiful. I can make it happen. You know? So being realistic is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but also be patient. Like, do it over time. You know? Like... It does not have to happen overnight, and really, it probably shouldn't. So start with your upholstery that you need, you know, start with a rug, and then you're going to add all those little layers in later. So, okay, hopefully we've helped people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for listening to all of us. Yeah, if you've made it to the end, thanks for sticking it out. Um, (laughs) You know, and if you find yourself in Atlanta, give me a call. I'll yes. meet you at the store and give you a tour. Oh, man, we would. I, you I might not that. make it out of there in a timely Ooh, fashion. We should, but... we should offer that. Just like a podcast. <laughs> Come drink with us and we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk through every little vignette here. <laughs> I'd, I'd attend. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I feel like it's the go sit on, go sit on a lot of stuff. That's yeah. kind of like start there. Go sit on a lot of stuff. Yeah. Alrighty. Please let us know if you found this episode helpful. We hope you have. If you have more questions, you can email podcast at ballarddesigns.net. For and sure. And we will answer. Um, we also, it's so funny, we got an email from someone. I'm blanking. What? Was it just two days ago? Kathy? Callie? Oh, I want to say I- it started with a C. But she emailed us literally two days ago and was like, I need help. I need tips for, for buying furniture. Yes. So we're like, you are just you right on the So we we do try to answer your questions as best we can. So send them in. Mm-hmm. And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time. Happy Happy decorating. decorating!